another bonus short story continuation from last week this will be published under surviving your journey towards success that is for my new podcast that will launch December the 4th 2017 in these short stories that I am publishing under my initial podcast surviving your journey towards success will allow the listeners to get a feel for my short stories as well as the feature stories that I'm doing under Malay, the production that I have already produced several types of different shows or websodes, film, stage plays, as the production is in preparation for the prestige return of Malay. In these short stories, I will also write modern day stories different types of characters and lessons to be learned that I enjoy writing. My podcast, Nichelle Anderson Short Stories and Beyond, is considered premium content, meaning that once it launches, I will release stories every week. Most of them will be presented where to get the full and remaining of that particular episode, you will connect in the sense of being a paid patron. There will be other stories uploaded for listeners to be able to still get a feel for my short stories and listen to the story being told. But as I mentioned, this is considered premium content where you can access more stories, the complete story and so forth. I do hope that you consider to be a patron. More information, there will be a link provided that you can click on to my patron page and that you can find the different types of rewards for each level that you participate in. Thank you for supporting my productions. Let's get started. Welcome again. Thank you for joining me for this week's next installment of Short Stories featuring Molay, a theoretical production from my book, Mitzrayam, a memoir that highlights ancient Egypt, Kemet. At this timeline, it is before the time of Princess Amenia, when Mitzrayam was still at the height of its power, influence, and knowledge of those from the Simran region. For those that are new to Mole's story, Princess Amenia was the person that came through that led to me to write the book Mitzrayam that later led to produce a stage play. Then from there, it went to webisodes and a short film. So most of my followers are familiar with Princess Amenia. That was the time period that the whole story of Mitzrayam that formulated into Mole, which basically means moments of love in ancient Egypt in the theoretical production. Okay, so now let's go ahead and move into this particular time frame that I introduced two weeks ago when I announced my new podcast, Nichelle Anderson Short Stories and Beyond, that will launch December the 4th. So in this timeline, before the time of Princess Amelia, in the last week episode, let me give you a recap. Comrade Datara made sure Natu left Mitzrayam 
and then he was pulled away into a mysterious matter resulting from the war. In the meantime, Queen Hagar revealed the person she went to see after intense meeting with Natu of the High Council of Orions. It was King Milan that seemed to be recovering from severe wounds as Ezra, the high herbalist of the royal family, continued to assist in his recovery. In this episode short story that you will get to enjoy, entitled, Upon the Truth, Many Mysteries Are Revealed. This short story provides the continuation from last week of this promotional teaser for my new podcast, Nichelle Anderson, Short Stories and Beyond, where in the short clip, it advances two few days from last week. Let's begin in this week's episode for promoting my forthcoming podcast, Nichelle Anderson, Short Stories and Beyond. Opening scene, in the rest bank of the Sedan, unknown to many but a few Natu of the High Council of Orions walked slowly in to the den of the Orion Council. The dark gray cave walls were morsed from the previous episode showering down water from clouds. Only the light rays from Kingu above and the slight openings of the cave came through. The ground held steadily as solid stone as Natu footsteps echoed ever so slightly. There, almost immediately, at a far distance, the council appealed before him. There sat the eight that could hold his fate. Upon telling them the not-so-good news from Mitzrayam. Echo, the head leader from the Orion skies, spoke first as he felt Natu was about to reveal something not pleasing to the council. Speaking in Orion, Na te venakum nato venakum. Translation. You made it here in one regard, I see. Natu nodded, avoiding direct eye contact. Echo did not like Natu's silence. Again, speaking in their Orion language. Hekono, felen, sikoto ehan. Translation. Did you speak to the king's royal elders? or you did not. Silence. Finally, Natu speaks. Neu. He felt the fury rise in the damp cave surrounding him. Echo yelled with fury in their language. Yoko! Translation. Why? Silence. Natu speaks slowly. Nikola, Hen no no, Bissi, Kumwa, Nafe, 
Pekonata Alonita Pinu Sekonona Nanau Nafe Esoma Alotunana Kulalase Lalu Translation The king is alive but was not present. The queen Hagar is ruling as the sole royal deciding matters of which we seek to control. Lanco, one of the council to the far right, stood up in a matter of seconds and drew a sword to start charging at Natu. Immediately, Natu stepped back, reaching for his weapon in defense. Echo yelled for Lanco to stop in the highest order. Lanco ceased, moving closer with his long sword only inches from Natu. Slowly, Lanku lowered his sword, still watching Natu. Echo spoke in their language. Translation You informed the council that King Milan did not make it well out of the roar. Natu lowered his weapon and looked back and forth at each council member. He finally speaks in their language. Nasa feneka no nawo gasi nanabeli nagata no Malolak Benekesio Translation There seems the gods are on King Malan's side, for he is alive somewhere. Later in the shadowy night of the Royal Abbas Palace, Ezra is walking next to Queen Hagar. They are still feeling exceptionally pleased with joy for Milan to come out of his long sleep from his many rooms. On the open balcony on the south side of the palace, they both can see a grand wide view of the Valley of Mitzrayim as Kingo above grayest light falls down over the area covering most of the Mitzrayim people still about below walking and moving amongst one another to their place of shelter it was a beautiful calm peaceful evening in the far distance the pyramids seemed to gleam as gold dust at the far end of their view ezra speaks it was a joyous moment a few absolute days ago my queen indeed queen hagar responds rubbing her belly ezra cautiously speaks to the queen of mitzrayim if i can say before you you may queen hagar looked over to her dear longtime friend ezra nods you must take care in Milan, not to move him forward in ruling. He still needs time for a full, absolute moment. 
the runes are deep but healing Queen Hagar looks out to the open area of the grounds I see Ezra continues he will stand tall by your side and in time of the new in you he nods at the queen Queen Hagar smiles when will we know if it is a son or daughter Ezra responds in the coming days it shall reveal itself soon Queen Hagar looked pleased Arshe she pauses it is time now for me to tell Princess Hannah of her father before the others it is safe now Ezra nods at the Queen Arshe Arshe moments came before the two she turns around knowing someone was entering the royal balcony it was Helik the second highest rank of the southern region of Mitzrayim guard and the secret military spy of the royal family she felt his concern he bowed before the queen and handed her a rolled up papyrus scroll she unrolled the scroll and read it the writing was in Simeron cuneiform she looked back up at him send 400 of our military forces on the banks of Ganuto comrade Dachar is on our side I feel as so and comrade Dachar will send the message to him for Mitzrayim and the world family a military force will seal the message on two or say my queen replied Helic before leaving the royal balcony and faded into the grand enclave hall of the royal palace. End scene.